the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Colby Powell. Follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Also, follow our partners, Boone Pickens State. Search Boone Pickens State on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of the best Oklahoma State news and notes. A lot to get to today. I've got so much stuff pulled up. I've, I've spent the better part of this morning trying to get all of my thoughts in order. They're still not in order. They're scattered all over the place. As I, like everyone else, try to make sense of what happened on Friday. So I, I didn't do a show on Friday. I had already planned to be out of town, and I was out of town when the ruling from the NCAA uh, about Oklahoma State basketball came down. And I was, I, I was one, I was shocked by the postseason ban, by the reduction of scholarships. I was shocked. Uh, number two, I was, I was mad, man. I was fighting mad whenever this came down. It was about 11.30 on Friday morning, and uh, man, I, I was shaking mad physically you you know you get angry and you just you're you're shaking you just you want to throw something you want to hit something you want you, you need some way to relieve this anger i was shaking mad when this ruling came down on friday because this This is what it is to be an Oklahoma State fan. Anytime something is about to go right, something totally unrelated and nonsensical comes in and just sweeps it out from underneath your feet. So so let's just get into everything that the NCAA came out with on Friday. A load of hot garbage from an institution that is hot garbage. The NCAA is trash. The NCAA should be abolished. The Power Five conferences should, should operate autonomously without the involvement of the NCAA. The the pure irony and hypocrisy for the NCAA to lobby this penalty against Oklahoma State while there are schools who have done so much worse. The, the NCAA never came down on Baylor for anything that happened there. I don't know. Maybe uh, rape culture isn't against the NCAA bylaws. Maybe that's not a problem for, for, for the NCAA. Not so, They're too busy investigating $18,000 that Lamont Evans might have gotten that gave Oklahoma State no competitive advantage. So, anyway, I'm, I'm going to get down rabbit holes today. I apologize. Try to uh, I'll try to keep my thoughts in order, and y'all try to stay with me here. So on Friday, the NCAA's Committee on Infractions uh, announced that after a a long investigation into misdeeds committed by former Oklahoma State assistant coach Lamont Evans, uh, he was, you know, he was in the the FBI's big college basketball corruption investigation, spent three months in prison on bribery charges. The NCAA announced that it would levy a one-year postseason ban on Oklahoma State basketball to be served this season, the 2020-2021 season. That is so significant because this is the best recruiting class Oklahoma State has maybe ever had with the best recruit Oklahoma State has ever had in Cade Cunningham, a generational type player, the number one player in next year's draft. And and I'm just going to say, if Oklahoma State doesn't win its appeal, this means that Oklahoma State will likely, Cade could still come play here, but it, it will wouldn't make a lot of sense for a guy who's trying to uh, get out in front of scouts to not be able to play in the NCAA tournament, so I doubt he would wind up here, but we can get into that later in the show as well. It means that Oklahoma State's two highest sign commit signees ever 
in college basketball, and Gerald Green and Cade Cunningham would both end up never suiting up for the Cowboys, which is a, a catastrophe in itself. Uh, but obviously, Gerald Green made his decision. The NCAA is trying to make Cade Cunningham's decision for him. It's trash. It's garbage. The NCAA, again, is a trash institution run by a bunch of trash people who have no idea what the hell they're doing. Uh, also levied against Oklahoma State basketball, a reduction of men's basketball scholarships by a total of three during the 2020 uh, 2021 through 2020-2023 academic year. So over the next three seasons, Oklahoma State will lose three scholarships. Collegiate basketball teams have 13 scholarships available to give out. If Oklahoma State is, is rolling out with 10 scholarship guys, that means if you look at Oklahoma State's roster right now, basically look at this and, and think to yourself, okay, come 2023, we're, we're going to have basically this minus three. So look at the roster right now and ask yourself, which three go? Which three go? And how much does it impact the team whenever those three go? I mean, is it, are, are, is it the Boone Twins? Likely? You're an A? I mean, I mean, who is it? Who is it? Is it Avery Anderson? Chris Harris? Is it one of the new guys? Montreal Pena? Donovan Williams? Who goes? Who goes? This is creating such a competitive disadvantage for a, a an, an allegation that had... No competitive advantage gained. I mean, seriously, I, I'm still so, so angry about this. I had calmed down over the weekend, and then this morning I wake up, and I just start pulling up everything on this, trying to gather all of the information and, and be as informed as I possibly can before I record this podcast today. And all of that anger I was feeling on Friday came right back. It came right back. This is from the NCAA's website. So this is all for Oklahoma State. These penalties all come down as part of a level one violation. A level one violation that these losers on the NCAA infractions committee uh, determined Oklahoma State committed. So this is what it says on the NCAA's website. This is what constitutes a level one violation. You ready? Word for word from the NCAA's website. Here we go. Violations that seriously undermine or threaten the integrity of the NCAA collegiate model as set forth in, in the Constitution and bylaws, including any violation that provides or is intended to provide a substantial or extensive recruiting, competitive, or other advantage, or a substantial or extensive impermissible benefit. A substantial or extensive recruiting competitive or other advantage or a substantial or extensive uh, impermissible benefit. That is from the NCAA's website. Did what Lamont Evans did provide a substantial or extensive recruiting advantage? No. No. Absolutely not. No. Did this provide a substantial or extensive competitive advantage? No. No. It did not. Again, these are the qualifications for a level one violation. Did this provide a substantial or extensive other advantage? No! No, it didn't. I don't understand how they came to this conclusion. I've I've been racking my brain all weekend. I don't understand how they came to this conclusion. The only thing that they could say helped an actual player out was Jeffrey Carroll uh, received $300 from Lamont Evans. That's that's apparently what happened. Jeffrey Carroll was suspended by Oklahoma State for three games at the time that his name surfaced in the report that had Lamont Evans in it. Suspended him immediately. Lamont Evans was fired immediately. Mike Boynton's name, not mentioned. Even Brad Underwood's name, not mentioned. I don't understand. 
I do not understand. I need to take a break. Uh, I need to cool off. I uh, so much more to get to. So much more to get to. Mike Boynton handling this with much more class than I intend to. Um, we're, we'll get to that. Mike Holder's opening statement on Friday was incredible. Uh, and then we'll talk about you know how this impacts Oklahoma State's roster next season uh, and what are Oklahoma State's chances to actually win the appeal. That's all coming up. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in here to Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is still with me. It was a good break. I took a breath, got a drink of water. I turned the fan on in here, broke a sweat, yelling about the NCAA. Probably going to be some more of that. I just, man, the NCAA, it feels like ever since, man, I don't even know how long ago it was, 20 years ago when Oklahoma State sued the NCAA over everything with baseball and won, um, and the NCAA had to uh, had to pay repercussions to Oklahoma State. And then you have the Des Bryant incident where Des Bryant, again, like Oklahoma State basketball did, cooperates, tells the truth, and then they bring the hammer down. So Oklahoma State basketball, again, the NCAA acknowledges that Oklahoma State basketball, fully cooperative in everything, took all the right steps to ensure that once this happened with Lamont Evans and it had come out and Oklahoma State knew what had happened, took all the right steps to ensure that they were making it right and cooperating with the NCAA. Through taking all these steps, the NCAA brings the hammer down. Brings the hammer down. So, but basically, what the NCAA told everyone on Friday, everyone in collegiate athletics, not just basketball, football, baseball, wrestling, golf, tennis, I don't care what else, everything that is governed by the NCAA, what that organization, what that institution said on Friday was if we are investigating you, you better not tell us a damn thing. You better not say one word that we can use against you because there is no incentive for cooperation. None whatsoever. Zero, zilch, nada. You know what Kansas has done? Kansas has given the NCAA two middle fingers and told them to go to hell. You know, you know how many postseason bans Kansas is sitting on right now? And we've got people talking about, oh, Kansas and Louisville and Arizona, these schools better watch out. If this is what happened to Oklahoma State, I can't imagine what's going to happen to these schools. Probably a slap on the wrist because that's how the NCAA operates. There are no checks and balances in the NCAA. It's what the appeals committee is supposed to be. We'll see. We'll see if the appeals committee does what it's supposed to do in what is clearly an open and shut case. There is no, you know, subjectivity here. This is, I mean, this is cut and dry. The NCAA overstepped with the penalties that it handed down to Oklahoma State. So, let me read you Mike, uh, Mike Holder. Sorry, Mike Holder's opening statement from the press conference on Friday. It's kind of long, uh, but stick with me because it was a great opening statement by Mike Holder, and you can tell he is pissed. So Mike Holder on Friday said, and I quote, and stay with me, it's kind of long, I find it almost impossible to reconcile the severe penalties imposed by the NCAA for the violations detailed in today's report. The NCAA agreed that Lamont Evans acted alone and for his own benefit. The NCAA also agreed that OSU did not benefit in recruiting, commit a recruiting violation, did not play an ineligible player, and did not display a lack of institutional control. They said OSU cooperated throughout the entire process 
Again, breaking off here. It's what I was just saying. OSU cooperated throughout the entire process. NCAA doesn't give a damn. Brings down the hammer. Back to Mike Holder. In short, OSU did the right thing. On the other hand, Lamont Evans' conduct damaged an OSU player, damaged the men's basketball team, and damaged the university. He acted selfishly and without regard for those student-athletes who trusted him or the university that employed him, all for personal gain. Given this context, how does the NCAA justify a postseason ban and the loss of three scholarships for violations that damaged the university and basketball program. Penalties that are normally reserved for those seeking a substantial or extensive recruiting or competitive advantage. I'm shocked by the ruling today and determined to vigorously fight against this injustice. OSU has strived to do the right thing during this process and all we expected in in return was for the NCAA to reciprocate. If this is what happens when there is no competitive advantage gained, then the NCAA has created an expert expectation of significantly harsher penalties when a competitive advantage is involved. All of us that are members of the NCAA will be watching to see if these standards and expectations are applied consistently. That is Mike Holder speaking about the NCAA punishments that were handed down to Oklahoma State on Friday. The garbage uh, punishments that were handed. I don't. I mean, I don't know how many more times I can say that, but I'm just. I'm fired up. Uh, it's the way I feel. So, so we're just going to let it fly. And, and again, it, it's like Mike Holder asked, "How does the NCAA justify a postseason ban and the loss of three scholarships for violations that that damaged the university and basketball program?" Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State did not commit any wrongdoing in, 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 in an attempt to seek any type of competitive advantage. This was one man acting alone. The NCAA has agreed on that. And they still come out with a level one violation ruling and punishment. Not only that, there are levels to level one punishment. They could have still labeled it a level one and handed Oklahoma State out what would have been an appropriate punishment. So then, so then the, the question is, what would have been an appropriate punishment? Man, I don't know. Maybe one year probation, two years probation. Who cares? Maybe maybe for two days in the spring when everybody else gets to call recruits, you don't get to call recruits. I don't know. Something minor should have been the penalty for a minor infraction by one guy who was immediately terminated by the university as an employee. I, I just... I'm having so much trouble wrapping my mind around this, and this is going to have such a huge impact on Oklahoma State basketball. The ripple effect from this will last years. It will last long beyond this postseason ban. Um, I, I want to take one more break. I want to come back on the other side and talk about how this impacts uh, the players, what Mike Boynton had to say on Friday about his players. Again, he is handling this with much more class than I intend to. Uh, man, I, I am angry. I, I am mad. This is ripping out from underneath all of us what was supposed to be a special season for Oklahoma State basketball. What was supposed to be the best player in the country running up and down the court for Oklahoma State. It was supposed to be special. It really was. And the NCAA is doing everything it can to rip that away from Oklahoma State. I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on a Monday on Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes, where you can find all the links to this podcast as well as much, much more. And remember to follow our partners, Boone Pickens State. Search Boone Pickens State on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They've put out a lot of good stuff over the past few days uh, about this 
miscarriage of justice by the NCAA that was handed down on Friday. Now, hopefully, Oklahoma State will win its appeal. I, I'm still very skeptical about the chance that Oklahoma State will, will be able to win its appeal. However, Bill Haston did have this in the uh, Tulsa world yesterday. Bill Haston said, and I quote, there seems to be a collective belief that in the appeal process, Oklahoma State might actually win a reversal on the postseason ban. On Friday, I considered that highly doubtful. After corresponding with various informed people on Saturday, it does feel more possible. So, maybe there is a silver lining. Maybe there is a chance that Oklahoma State could win its appeal. Even, uh, e- even if some of the punishment remains, and, and I'm sure that some of it would have to. They're not going to completely wipe out everything the NCAA handed down. If you can get rid of the postseason ban, that at least keeps Cade Cunningham an Oklahoma State Cowboy. More than likely. More than likely. Now, obviously, his options are always open. He can always do whatever he wants. He wants to go to the G League. He can do whatever he wants. But if they could at least get rid of the postseason ban, which is the most severe of the penalties, then it would likely... Uh, keep Cade Cunningham a cowboy, which would keep Rondell Walker and Donovan Williams and Matthew Alexander Moncrief and all these other guys, Oklahoma State Cowboys as well. Again, the ripple effects from this are are going to last years at Oklahoma State uh, if, in fact, nothing is overturned during the appeals process. So let's talk about Mike Boynton a little bit because Mike Boynton, I've really defended Mike Boynton on this podcast um, over the last, let's see, I started this podcast around October 1st. So really for the last however many months that is, uh, about nine months, I've defended Mike Boynton on this show. And, And the reason I do that is because I don't feel Mike Boynton has yet had a real chance to have success in terms of wins and losses. I think Mike Boynton comes in in year one. Um, you know, he, he's new. He's trying to uh, get things going after Brad Underwood just up and bounced after one year. Uh, not a lot of people have belief in him. So then in year two, he has to dismiss a bunch of players. Uh, they end up having tryouts for walk-ons uh, from the university in year three. Obviously, Isaac Likely's illness, the injury bug hit Oklahoma State. They, they were playing shorthanded once again. And I just didn't I just don't feel as if Mike Boynton's had a real chance for success since he's been at Oklahoma State. What I have seen from Mike Boynton is an absolute first-class head coach that represents Oklahoma State 100% the way you want to be represented in every way possible. Mike Boynton has done nothing since he got to Oklahoma State that has made me think this guy shouldn't be our head coach. And, and that continued on Friday, just the absolute classiest guy in the country. Um, Mike Boynton on a Zoom press conference on Friday said, there's obviously a little bit of confusion and concern on their part, talking about the players, and rightfully so. I'm going to be here to support any decision that any of them decide to make, and I told them that directly. Now, obviously the biggest decision is Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham is a a 9-9-9-9 five-star recruit, the number one player in the country, the projected number one overall pick in next year's NBA draft, the highest rated point guard recruit of all time, higher than John Wall, higher than Kyrie Irving, higher than Brandon Jennings and all these other guys. Cade Cunningham is the highest. He is the best. So Mike Boynton asked about Cade Cunningham, said, I didn't spend four years recruiting Cade to now abandon what's important for him. We're going to have conversations and look at all the options. G League, overseas, another university, Oklahoma State, I'm going to support it 100%. And and that's exactly what you would hope that Mike Boynton would say in this situation, and it's exactly what he did say. Look, if Cade decides to go play basketball somewhere else, I hold no ill will toward Cade. All of your anger 
should be should be thrust at the NCAA. None of it should be thrown at the players. None of it should be thrust at the coaches. This is all on the NCAA through no fault of anyone who is there now. And by the way, the, the entire disciplinary process of this trash institution known as the NCAA that should be abolished and that we should never hear from again. Mark Emmert should be jobless. This entire punishment process that is this idea that a punishment from 2017 would be handed down to people in 2020 who had nothing to do with it. This is how the NCAA has always done punishments. It's, it's ridiculous. It makes no sense. It's like, it's like USC getting punished after Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush were gone. What good does that do? What good does that do? You, you missed it. You didn't catch them in the act. You didn't punish the guys responsible. You want to punish somebody? Okay, Pete Carroll's already gone. You know what? You tell Pete Carroll he can't come back and coach in the NCAA ever again. There ain't no coming back. You tell Reggie Bush, okay, you're in the NFL now. You ever want to come back? You ever want to be an assistant coach? You ever want to be a collegiate head coach? Nope, sorry. That's your punishment for your wrongdoing. You'll punish the guys who are there now who had nothing to do with it. What kind of sense does that make? What kind of sense does that make? What kind of tiny brain do you have to have rattling around in your head to think that that's the way this should work? I don't understand. And Mike Boynton still, through all of it, goes out on Friday, says he loves his players, says he's committed to doing whatever is best for his players, which for Cade Cunningham, if Oklahoma State cannot play in the postseason, if they don't win the appeal and the postseason ban remains, coming to Oklahoma State in that scenario probably will not be what's best for Cade Cunningham. What's best for Cade Cunningham at that point will probably be either going to the G League to play for a rumored and estimated half million dollars for one season or being released from his national letter of intent and playing college basketball elsewhere. Every school in the country wants him. Somebody would make room for him, whether that be, you know, Duke, Kentucky, whoever. They would make room for him. He'd be the best player in the country wherever he winds up. That's what would be best for Cade Cunningham if, in fact, the postseason ban remains. Now, hopefully, again, Oklahoma State wins the appeal, but the committee that is hearing the appeal is the NCAA Appeals Committee. Trash, joke, garbage. The fact that we don't have an independent committee, completely independent of the NCAA, hearing the appeals is another joke in this process. The NCAA just gets to be judge, jury, and executioner. And sure, you can file an appeal, but they're probably not going to take you seriously. The one, the one thing that gives me hope that maybe the appeals committee will overturn the postseason ban is the sheer outrage from everyone. This is not a two-sided issue where on Friday these these penalties and punishments were handed down and you had a bunch of people saying, wow, this is way too harsh. And a bunch of people saying, you know what? They cheated. This is what they deserve. No, a hundred percent of people who commented on this, everyone in the media, everyone in the, the circles of college basketball, everyone, if you saw someone who thought differently, go ahead, tweet it to me at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. I have not seen anything that is not 100%. This was too harsh. The punishment does not fit the crime. That's everything I've seen. So maybe the public outrage will weigh into this. Maybe the fact that now everyone sees what I said earlier, which is that if you cooperate with the NCAA, you are doomed. You should never tell them. Don't tell them anything they don't already know. Make them go find some evidence. Make them prove it. Make them take you to court. To hell with the NCAA. Wrongdoing or no wrongdoing. I'm not just talking about Oklahoma State. I'm talking about Kansas, Arizona, Louisville, whoever. To hell with the NCAA. If they don't already have the information, don't give it to them. 
Don't give it to that corrupt institution. Don't do it. Don't cooperate. That's the message that was conveyed on Friday by the NCAA. Don't cooperate. I think it was the exact opposite message that they intended to give out. Do not cooperate with the NCAA. So maybe now that they're seeing, oh, whoa, 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 people are pissed. We might have overstepped here. Maybe the, the appeals committee overrules the postseason ban. Maybe they take those three scholarships, reduce it to one scholarship. That would make all the difference in the world. I, I've yelled as much as I can yell today. Uh, I need to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're going to talk about this more throughout the week. The first text I got on Friday, whenever this news broke, was from Dion Amade, who joins us every single Wednesday. Uh, we texted back and forth a little bit. Um, the words that we used in those text messages should probably not be repeat, repeated on this podcast. Hopefully, I can get Jack to join me on Friday. Jack is a basketball guru. Also, huge congratulations to Jack and his lovely wife as they had their first child, a, a lovely baby girl last week, uh, Madeline. So congratulations to Jack for that. So uh, that is to say Jack is a bit busy right now, a bit preoccupied, uh, but I'm going to see if I can get him uh, to come on with me on Friday. So um, really appreciate everyone listening. Hit me up at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, I tell you what, after this podcast, I, I need a nap. I, I, need, uh, I need something. So uh, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening once again to Locked on Pokes. And remember to hell with the NCAA.